Your primary care doctor is referring you for treatment of carpal tunnel to a specialist. We're going to talk about that next on Scope Radio. Access to our experts with in-depth information about the biggest health issues facing you today. The Specialists with Dr. Tom Miller is on The Scope. Hi, I'm here today with Dr. Doug Hutchinson. Doug, tell us what happens when you receive a referral for carpal tunnel syndrome. And I send you a patient that I think has carpal tunnel. What are the next steps? Well, of course, you're always right. So I don't have to worry about any diagnostic uh, situations at that point in time. But in, That's what my wife always tells me. Yes. In general... The um, the story is that a patient will come to us and say, you know, I got numbness and Dr. Miller thinks I have carpal tunnel syndrome and we'll talk to them primarily because what they tell us is happening to them is more important than anything else. Their history is the most important thing. We'll do a few physical exam maneuvers that will confirm our suspicions. And if they're a typical patient uh, who's complaining of numbness more than pain and is not who's 40 or 50 and not. 20, then we're going to pretty much be able to diagnose this as carpal tunnel syndrome in our office without any further studies, without any need for um, electrical studies or other things that have been routinely done for this problem. Which patients might need electrodiagnostic studies? In my opinion, that those that need it are, are those that things don't fit. The nerve doesn't seem like it's the right distribution in the hand. They don't wake up at night with numbness. A splint doesn't help them. They think it's work-related. Things like that are a little bit, little bit different than the normal, and that, those are ones that we might want a little bit more information to make sure we're not missing something else. A patient with a lot of neck pain, as well as having carpal tunnel syndrome, could easily have a compression of the nerve somewhere else, like in the neck, and it would be obviously smart to know the difference between this coming from the neck or from in the wrist since wrist surgery won't help the neck, probably. Let's say you agree with the diagnosis of carpal tunnel. How effective is conservative therapy using splints and other treatments? You know, it's very effective, actually, and and splints alone are the mainstay of our treatment. And if a person can sleep at night and not wake up with numb fingers, they're going to feel a lot better. They're going to do better during the day. Their hands are not going to hurt them and or go to sleep on them as much during the day as well. And they're going to get several years out of that type of treatment before they may get to the point where, despite splinting, they're still getting numbness, and that's when they probably should talk about surgery. Are there any other conservative measures aside from splinting? Are there any exercises? For the, most, for the most part, in my opinion, there's not a lot of exercises that can help. Taking a vitamin B complex can be helpful for any nerve issues, and that may benefit some people. And again, it's a probably going to delay things, but it, it may delay things uh, upwards of a year or two if you can get a little bit of symptom relief. The other main thing we use is an injection of cortisone. Injection of cortisone, most of us feel, is not going to ever cure carpal tunnel syndrome, but it could last even all the way up to a year of symptom-free. So I use that a lot to get people to where they want to be for their surgery. For example, if they're a big skier, they want to wait until ski season's over that's a reasonably good thing to do if they're going to go on vacation and they don't want to wake up every night with their hands numb. That helps them do that. And uh, the other major person for that is a pregnant female who will eventually not be pregnant. And therefore, if we can make their symptoms diminish while they're in their third trimester, then when they deliver the baby, usually their hands get better and they don't need surgery. Some question about whether they'll need surgery in 10 years from now or not. But they don't need it right then, which is not when they want it anyhow. 
when conservative methods are ineffective, how effective is surgery? You know, surgery for carpal tunnel syndrome, in my opinion, is is probably the best surgery on the planet. No doubt. Um, it makes more people happy and few people, very few people are unhappy. And, you know, every surgery has risks and every surgery um, doesn't work some of the time. This surgery is simple, fast, easy to get over, and ninety, many 99% or so of the patients are not just happy, they're ecstatic. They think it's the easiest and greatest thing they ever did from a surgical standpoint, and they wonder why the heck they waited with a splint on last month or the last year or whatever their lives. They, 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 they feel as though they should have gone ahead and done it sooner. Is there any new special technique that you use surgically now? There really isn't much new there for the last 10 years, last 20 years, we've been doing an endoscopic carpal tunnel release, which is decreasing the size of the scar. The truth is, when I was in training, the scar was about four times the size of what it is now anyhow. So we've learned to get smaller scars, not spend much time. It takes about nine minutes to do a carpal tunnel release. The patient is can be completely awake during that time. We do most of our carpal tunnels with them, more or less in a procedure room, not even in the operating room anymore, because um, they can avoid the anesthesia hangover. They can avoid changing clothes, getting an IV. They can even avoid not having to eat something the night before. Some of my patients will come in with their cup of coffee in the morning, get their carpal tunnel done, and pick up their coffee and go back to work. So is that surgery effective long-term? Does it recur? It's really effective, mostly long-term, and on a rare situation, someone will need uh, another redo carpal tunnel release down the road. TheScopeRadio.com is University of Utah Health Sciences Radio. If you like what you heard, be sure to get our latest content by following us on Facebook. Just click on the Facebook icon at TheScopeRadio.com.